The following is a podcast from Taylor Productions in association with 8333 Towers. The opinions of this podcast are silly of the individual and have no affiliation with Sanderson High School or the Wake County Public School System. Republication of this broadcast is strictly prohibited without the express written consent of Taylor Productions. Studios here in Raleigh, North Carolina, high atop 8333 Towers. It's the Voice of the Spartans podcast with Will Taylor. On this week's show, your local news, Sanderson Spartans college and NFL football reports, news of the weird, person of the week, and much, much more. Wisdom from Squirts authorized contributor Will Taylor. Thank you, thank you everybody, and hello out there to all of you, and welcome to this week's show. You're listening to the Voice of the Spartans podcast. My name is Will Taylor. We have arrived at the sensational episode six of our young podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. You can tune in on uh, Anchor.fm, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts on your devices, wherever you may be. Uh, Be sure to... Look up the show on Instagram, on social media. We have an account. It's Voice of the Spartans underscore podcast is the new username you can find. You can also find the show information on my personal social media accounts. That's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Give us a like and subscribe to get those notifications when new episodes have dropped. Uh, We have a fantastic show for you this week. We'll give you your local news from Raleigh, Wake County, North Carolina, and beyond. Lots and lots going on this past week. And offensive juggernaut showed up locally here in college football, and we'll run down that that for you for the week that was for our local teams in the ACC. Sanderson football, golly, they, uh, they had another tough week, and we will give you all the details of JV and varsity, the Varsity Spartans. Uh, We'll have the person of the week. It'll be introduced along with the news of the weird, plus much, much more. So sit back, relax, pull up a chair, and uh, I'll set the tone for you coming down the line. You're listening to the Voice of the Spartans podcast. Thanks so much, y'all. And now your local news of the week here in Raleigh, Wake County, North Carolina and beyond. Here we go. The Wake County School Board will pursue a voluntary COVID-19 screening program for students and staff after a lengthy board discussion this week. Board members had urged the district to start this program for months. 
And However, they cautioned this would lead to more COVID cases popping up and more quarantining for vaccinated individuals. Uh, Wake officials said that the testing program to get up and running would take approximately four to eight weeks. Several clusters had been identified recently in area schools and cases remain high, higher than usual with the Delta variant out there. Officials said the testing program is designed to catch people with the virus and prevent them from spreading it further within the schools. The testing program will move forward and would require consent from both parents and employees. Hey, you know, this is a decent idea. I mean, I, I mean, I, I get it. You know, you want to be at schools to be safe, and you want them to continue to wear masks. But you know, I don't know that you necessarily need to. Offer. I mean, it's a voluntary program, but I don't think you're going to be able to get con- many people to consent to it, especially those who have disagreed with some of the Wake County pub- uh, public school uh, system act their policies regarding COVID and how they're how they've been going about it. So, you know, there's going to be some resistance, and but the school board and official higher uh, up their officials. You know, they decided that this would be a good idea and they're going to move forward with it. And they've done their research and they have decided that they want to go through with it. So you might be hearing a lot more about this later uh, moving on down. Um, our next story is uh, nothing of nothing of a surprise, if you will, for another private college school, uh, college school, college uh, and university here in the area. Meredith College now becomes the second private school in the area to require vaccines for all staff and students. They have until January 12th to do so. 80% of their 560 employees are vaccinated, along with 77% of students. Hey, private school, you can do what you want. I mean, what what can you do against it? Um, it's, it's It's just not something that, you know, if you're a private school, you can regulate your own rules. I mean, they have different rules than the North Carolina University systems. Uh, so, you know, it, Duke, Duke's, Duke's the extreme, but I've heard through the grapevine that Duke has actually relaxed some of their rules. <laughs> going, But, um, you know, hey, it is what it is. You know, if you're a Meredith College student, you'll have until January 12th. Um, a Raleigh man last week. Now, I kid you not, this happened right out my house door and down the street a little ways. A Raleigh man last week was charged with indecent exposure at Shelley Lake. The incident happened on Wednesday the 19th. Officials said the man had previous arrests for such crimes, but had not been fully prosecuted. I mean, that is literally down the street from my house. You got, and you got people going there all the time. You know, it's a public park, and people, it's a good running area. People go around it all the time. I mean, you get, you get weirdos. I mean, (laughs) A funny story is that, you know, when you growing up, you have a, a mom that, you know, they'll tell you never talk to strangers, never go out and, you know, if you see something weird, let somebody know, let a parent know. Well, you're, and you're going to get these guys that I think I remember a story of just some dude walking out in their bathrobe in the middle of a public park and just going, hey, how you doing? And so, I mean, it's not it's not. Ugh. I mean, why Why would you want to see that? I mean, especially at a public park like that. So always got to be careful. But, you know, it's right here. It's it's going on. They're weirdos all around, <laughs> according to my mother-in-law. <laughs> so um, 
thirdly, now this is something that is it's disturbing. It's it's a little on the weirdo side. Now you take now the TikTok, and you know everybody knows what TikTok is. The TikTok trend of trashing bathrooms uh, has prompted local school officials to limit bathroom time, specifically at uh, Wakefield High School. I think this was where this was. A disturbing TikTok trend where people would remove soap dispensers, rip out sinks, clog toilets, blowing out vents and bat pipes, and all they're wanting it out of it is social media clout. I'll talk about that in just a minute. Officials are hoping that this trend, you know, dies out soon. You know, this is happening all around, and I saw it the other day. You know, my daughter has TikTok. She is... You know, she's on it all the time, post stuff, and so, you know, as parents, we monitor that. But I'm looking through it, and I find something that this person is ripping out. I mean, literally ripping out a soap dispenser from a, from a, beside a sink, and I'm sitting there going, what is, what is that? What, what, what is the purpose? What are you, what are you doing? Well, I didn't know that this was a, this is a trend, and it gets worse. They, you know, they, you know, in school, you know, used to be that you would see a movie where somebody would throw an M80 down a toilet and the toilet would explode. And that would be ha-ha funny. Well, you know, this is, this is kind of disturbing that these kids are just, they're looking for the dopamine. They're looking for the light. They're looking for people to notice what they're doing. And it is, it's so awful. It's so awful. And I, I can't stand it. It's just, you know... Social media cloud. You're looking for, hey, I'm good on social media, and that's where people hide. People hide on social media. They don't. Would they do this? You know, if it wasn't a TikTok trend, probably not. But hey, you know, <laughs> it used to be a joke. Now it's not. It's just not anymore. Um, so here's to TikTok trends dying out, just like everything else on social media. Um, all right, guys, listen up to this. There is a chicken lawsuit going around. I kid you not, a chicken lawsuit. If you bought chicken from 2009 to 2020, you can be part of a $181 million lawsuit accusing multiple corporations of controlling supply and demand and jacking up prices, violating antitrust laws. This is over the federal and state level. I mean, another suit, another just random suit. I mean, what, what, what seriously? Um, <laughs> it's involving chicken. Oh, wow. Where are they going to come up with the next one? But, you know, you, you talk about, you going back and talking about, you know, there was a, you know, when COVID hit, there was a, you know, the chicken, they weren't being, being able to get this bulk chicken to these restaurants through distributors. And so the distributors are like, well, hanging on to all this chicken. Well, so they decided to go to the fairgrounds and these public places and say, hey, we're having a bulk chicken sale. Come get it. And people went nuts. I don't know if y'all remember that. It's the people. People went nuts, and then all of a sudden we had a chicken shortage. Who does that? <laughs> it's so ridiculous how some of this works. I, I just, oh my god. And you know, it's all about chicken. So you can be part of it. You can go sign up. I think it's. Uh, you can go find it. You know, on any website. I mean, I think they're going to have it. Is that it's a hundred and eighty. $181 million lawsuit. You can sign up, click a link, put your name on it, and you might could get some compensation. God forbid. <laughs> All right. And uh, a recent study. Now, check this out. A recent study has found that top uh, the top 10 places to retire 
in our lovely state of North Carolina. Um, and this is this this survey or this survey. This study was done by Smart Asset, and here are the categories that they're using as how they came to qualify. They said they came up with uh, tax burden, access to medical care, opportunities for recreation, and opportunities for social activities. We're going to go down this list. Here's the uh, like the top. We're going to go uh, top ten list, starting with number ten. Uh, number ten, Black Mountain near Asheville uh, in Buncombe County. Um, that's a great place. It is absolutely fantastic. Uh, Reedsville, North Carolina. Not sure about that one. Small town. Forest City, also in the mountains. Uh, Williamston, North Carolina, in Martin County. Pinehurst. Well, we obviously know Pinehurst is going to be one because of the golf uh, aspect of it. Roxboro. Now. That's another small town. That's on the Virginia, North Carolina Virginia border. Uh, you hear about Roxboro here in the area because of the it's usually the coldest place in the state <laughs> that's in our area. Uh, Brevard, North Carolina, also in the mountains. Marion, Marion, North Carolina, in that uh, far left corner. If you've seen a map of our state, you know that Marion is that city, that city, the town that is in the furthest corner of North Carolina, and that's why it's, people call it Marion Demanio is, is how you measure North Carolina in square miles. Uh, also, Hickory, number two, Hickory, North Carolina, and the number one, number one place to retire in North Carolina is Hendersonville. That also is in the mountains. So if you look at this list, a lot of cup, couple of random you know, small towns in rural North Carolina, but the majority of these are in the mountains. You don't see Raleigh on this list. You don't see Charlotte. You don't see Asheville. And you don't see Wilmington, the bigger cities. No. The, the, I mean, you don't want to go to retire in these bigger cities. You want to go to the peaceful quiet. You want to go to these smaller towns. You want, you know, the mountains are perfect. The mountain, we, we have a great thing in this state. We have the beach, We have and we have the mountains. It's, it's the best of both worlds. It really is. So, Anyway, once again, number one, Hendersonville. So go check it out. Uh, you can Google it and uh, find find out where uh, you want to retire. <laughs> um, also, some quick, quick, quick news stories. Uh, you heard about last week the civilian crew took off from Cape Canaveral or um, you know somewhere in, uh, in Florida. I think it's Cape Canaveral. SpaceX went up last Wednesday and they landed. Uh, earlier this week in the capsule, successful trip. Uh, the Lost Colony, they are doing another, uh, they made a new discovery and starting another dig at the site to try to find out what happened. Um, good friend of mine, Keenan Willard, did, uh, one of my kids from church, uh, did a great story on it. So you go check it out. Um, let's see. COVID-19 sites now are requiring, uh, if, requiring you to get a... Uh, require an appointment for testing. So if you are looking for a free test, free COVID test, usually most of them are. I don't think you have to pay for any. Um, starting this past Monday, you had you are going to have to make an appointment. Um, cooler than cooler weather is coming down the mountain for the fall. Uh, fall weather finally getting here this weekend. And uh, one sad note: uh, comedian Norm Macdonald of SNL and uh, some other. Uh, great movies. You, you would find him in. Uh, I think he was he was in Billy Madison with um, Adam Sandler. You also find him in some other funny movies. Uh, passed away uh, after a secret battle of cancer 
uh, last week. So uh, sorry to hear about that. But he was he was a funny man. He was extremely sarcastic. If you saw him on SNL, one of his one of his characters was uh, Burt Reynolds, and a lot of the time, a lot of the time you find him on Celebrity Jeopardy. Pull it up on YouTube. It's funny as it can be. Um, but we are sorry to hear him pass. He, um, I think he was in his, I think he was in his fifties, maybe, maybe early sixties. I can't remember, but, um, there you have it guys, local news of the week from this past week. And today, uh, coming up, we'll run down the, uh, Sanderson football games from last week, along with college football and NFL scores. So stay tuned. Thanks guys. Ah, yes, the state of football for this week. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, the Sanderson Spartans had yet another tough week as both the JV and varsity teams played the Millbrook Wildcats in a non-conference uh, matchups. JV played at home this past Thursday and couldn't overcome some turnovers as the Wildcats beat the Spartans 21 to nothing. Spartans played well, but uh, you know, starting another uh, another freshman quarterback in the backfield this week and did some flip-flopping along with running backs and wide receivers. So another tough go for the, uh, for the JV Spartans. The Varsity Spartans traveled over to Millbrook and it, it was their homecoming last week. Millbrook is ranked in the top 10 in uh, high school OT, the high school OT poll. Sanderson was, uh, they were just overmatched and lost 42 to 9, scoring a late touchdown and a safety. Millbrook is uh, very talented on the offensive end, and it showed with their wideouts and their quarterback, who I believe has committed to a local ACC uh, school. So uh, both Spartan teams are off this week, and we'll return to action September 31st. Uh, JV Spartans will be there at home at Gregson Stadium. Or, I'm sorry, they will be away. My bad. They will be away, and um, the varsity will be at home. JV will uh, travel over to Athens Drive to play the Jaguars. JV will start next Thursday at 6.30, while varsity will host Athens at 7 o'clock in Gregson Stadium. There's your Sanderson football report for this week. Hopefully those guys can turn it around, and I think they will be able to when they face the Jaguars um, of Sanderson, of Sanderson, of, um, of uh, Athens Drive. Well, I told you and previewed it for you. The ACC juggernaut known as the Carolina offense finally showed up this week, and they were Tar Heels were able to beat – Virginia in the oldest rivalry in the South, 59 to 39. I mean, this was a drubbing. I mean, Carolina got out to a 21 7 lead, but then Virginia came all the way back and took the lead going into halftime, 24 to 21. It was, uh, and then the second half was not even, not even a contest. Carolina scored on just about every possession they had. Like I said, the final score, 59 to 39, was the final. They go down to Atlanta this week to play Georgia Tech. That game, I believe it's a, I believe it's a night game for the Heels. So they will look to continue their offense. Still got some defensive issues, but I think the second half they were able to solve those. Um, so and then uh, if you look, travel down to Raleigh and NC State was able to 
dispatch their opponent. The um, actually, I attended that game. They were able to dispatch Furman in a forty-five to seven final. Bam Knight had a great game for the pack, um, and it was just it was just nice to be back in a college football stadium. I I was thoroughly uh, happy to be back, even though I couldn't be being be Chapel Hill. But hey, that's okay. <laughs> Um, also running down some of the other scores, Duke was finally able to get a win. They uh, defeated Northwestern in uh, the Wally Wade, thirty to twenty-three, and they actually, I'm sorry, they're two and zero at home this year. They they beat uh, they that's right they beat A and T earlier this season, and uh, Wake Forest, another ACC local ACC team, they were able to beat. Florida State, who now drops to zero and three in the in uh, on in the on the year, Wake Forest going to three and zero. They beat the Seminole Deacons beat the Seminoles thirty five to fourteen, and uh, you know you don't you don't ever know what's going on down in uh, Tallahassee. I know I know I've got some friends down there that are uh, they were fairly upset with this game, and um, you know they're zero and three, so they're already. I don't know if they're already calling for their coach's head, but I know I would be. <laughs> don't know. But uh, also, game of note, Appalachian State was able to take care of business. My, my Mountaineers beating up on old SoCon rival uh, Elon Elon University by the score of 44-10. to Chase Bryce had another great game along with our running backs, uh, Noel and... Um, and uh, Cameron Peoples. Mountaineers will have another home game this Thursday as they tra- uh, tackle another one of their old SoCon rivals before they moved on. Uh, the Marshall Thundering Herd, they will be coming to Boone and playing in at the Rock. Kick for that game, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it's an ESPN game. So they will be playing that in... Um, that at Appalachian in Boone at 7.30. It'll be a primetime game on ESPN. So lots of Mountaineer fans looking forward to that one. I know I am because uh, I've wanted to play Marshall for several several years, and finally we were able to get it on the schedule. Uh, East Carolina, um, they were able to make a large comeback last week, and a lot of people kind of – they're. I've heard from the fan base that some of them are – they're trying – they're – not very happy with what's going on, and they kind of give up on them. And um, but actually, East Carolina was able to come back in the fourth quarter. They were down; they scored twenty-one unanswered points in the second half, and were able to come away with the win, forty-two to thirty-eight. The Pirates, the Pirates this week will, uh, I believe. Uh, let me see. Let me go to the schedule. My live radio here. The Pirates will will have a game against Charleston Southern. That'll be a six o'clock game. Big game here in Raleigh this weekend. NC State will tackle with Clemson. That game will be prime time at Carter Finley once again. I think that's a seven thirty kick uh, over at uh, Carter Finley. By the way, the RV lot. If y'all ever go over there to tailgate, the RV lot is where it's at. I'm. <laughs> It, I love the RV lot. It's a good place. Good place to go tailgate and have a good time with friends. And uh, I tell you, I love doing it every single week, every single time I go. Not every single week. Golly. Anyway, well, as we also we go shift our gears to the NFL, and we were able to see the uh, all the Panthers 
came away with a great win. They were able to, uh, at home, they were able to beat the Saints 26-7. to Darnold threw two touchdowns, and the Panthers basically dominated, um, dominated the Saints. Famous Jameis, he showed his ugly head and threw an interception when he really didn't have to. <laughs> Panthers took advantage. Uh, Darnold, like I said, threw for 305 yards and two touchdowns. Christian McCaffrey, he, uh, he had a touchdown of his own and uh, scampered for 24, not 24 yards, 72 yards on 24 carries. Other winners include the Washington football team, Chicago Bears, Cleveland Browns, the L.A. Rams, Buffalo, trouncing the Dolphins. That wasn't even funny. Uh, the Patriots, 49ers, Raiders, uh, mentioned the Panthers, Broncos, Cardinals, Buccaneers, Titans, Ravens winning on Sunday night football. And then on Monday night, the Packers took care of business, got in the win column, and beat up on the Lions 35-17. to that is your football, state of the football <laughs> for this week. Uh, coming up, we have your person of the week and news of the weird. You are listening to the Voice of the Spartans podcast. All right, all right, all right. Here's your news of the weird Obscure stories and lack of common sense news for the week. Dayline last Thursday in Howell, Michigan. A Michigan lawmaker who was ordered to jail in a drunk driving charge ca- charges case is accused of taping a handcuff key to his foot. I kid you not. He taped a, a handcuff key, got a hold of one, taped it to his foot. The key was found when state rep uh, Jewel Jones, a Detroit area Democrat, was placed in jail this past Tuesday for violating bond conditions of his DUI case. The Livingston County Sheriff said he truly believes he doesn't have to follow the judge's orders and doesn't have to follow rules. This is this is uh, state rep Jones. He he's the reason that politicians and elected officials get a bad rap. Jones is who's 26. Let me say that again. He's 26 years old. Will return to court this week and face new charges over said key. In the court filing, it says the allegations in this matter allege the defendant taping a handcuffed key to the bottom of his foot with clear tape and was found by a corrections officer upon his incarceration. The defense attorney said that he realizes the seriousness of the allegations, but the sheriff said. He doesn't know why he had the key. Hmm. Jones had been in and out of court since last this past April, and he has been removed from his House committee assignments and that the allegations were a new low. The incoming the coming this coming from the Michigan House Speaker um, in the state great state of Michigan. Well, okay. Let let's let's just let's just go with this. Okay, you tape, you find a handcuff key. If you're you're an inmate, I don't want to get into this as much as I do, but this is funny. You tape, if you get a key, you're either going to find a way to put it on your body somewhere. Somewhere. So this guy, he gets the brilliant idea of taping it to his foot. Now you know good and well that he's going to be they're they're going to be searching for it but th- this story was just 
The fact that I said that this they didn't know what it was going to be for. Hello? He wants to escape and undo his cups and walk out the door. <laughs> oh, God. You know, it, it just, it's one of those things that you're just like, okay, bud. It's, it, you need to just go with it, okay? He wants to escape. All right. And another story I found mentioned that birds crashing into the bird, birds, a flock of birds crashing into glass buildings. They were confused uh, from storms. This is, took place in New York City. <laughs> the birds were confused from the storms, and approximately 300 were found on the sidewalks. Officials want the World Trade Center Authority to help with turning out of the lights. <laughs> they want them to turn out the lights, and they want them to help the birds not run into the glass. I'm just going to leave that one there. Just going to leave it there. <laughs> that is your news of the weird for the week. Coming up, we will introduce you to our person of the week. Stay tuned. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you your person of the week. Now, some people ask before, what does the person of the week entail? Well, that person has got to do something extraordinary or be the, you know, a really, you know, they over time have gained my true and utmost, um, I wouldn't say worship. No, it's not worshiping. It's uh, respect and admiration. There you go. <laughs> So, and this week we wanted to, um, I wanted to honor someone that has been, I earned my respect and admiration a long time ago. Um, and that person is, if y'all know, I'm going to go back, go back a little bit. Um, I have been, this will be my 20th year of being a youth advisor for, uh, the, for White Memorial Presbyterian Church. Started out in middle school, and now I've been in high school for the last... This is going to be my 18th in high school. It's been my first two years in middle school. Um, person of the week, Genevieve Brooks, our, uh, now a full, our full-time director of youth. She's in charge of all the youth groups, Sunday school, anything and everything that has to do with middle school and high school youth. And um, she recently had another child and had a baby and was out on maternity leave and just got back. And she, let me just tell y'all, she brings the energy and these kids absolutely love it. And I mean, they love it. She just brings it. The energy level just is cranked up to an, to a level of, you know, when you're a camp counselor, you're, if you knew if you were a camp counselor, you would understand this. Just, you know, you have to be excited for these kids. You have to be excited at what you're doing. You have to be, you know, you can't go around going, eh, I'm, a, I'm a camp counselor, this is fun, yay. No, 
you got to go out and you got to spread the love, spread the word, spread the cheer. And she has been doing this for such a long time, and she is absolutely fantastic at what she does. Puts the energy in her uh, advisors and leaders. Puts the ener- and the, that energy is contagious, and it goes right to uh, these kids that come out. And this past week, I, t- I kid you not, we had almost 100 kids, and that's a lot for us. A lot of between middle school and high school youth, 100 kids showed up. And they had to order um, more dinner for these kids. And that that's just saying something about how this program is going, how she is presenting it and promoting it. And she just does a really good job. So, um, Genevieve, you are awesome. We love you. And uh, we are so excited that you are cont- at your back and continuing to be our youth director. So, ladies and gentlemen, your person of the week for this week Genevieve Brooks, uh, she is the high school and middle school youth director at White Memorial Presbyterian Church. That is your person of the week. So, um, and that will just about do it for us this week uh, for the Voice of the Spartans podcast. I want to thank everybody for listening and um, coming out and, (laughs) and, uh, you know, giving me some feedback. I got some great, gotten some great feedback from people and, uh, and I said this the other week that we would go global, and we have. We have gone global. Uh, Switzer, I popped up on my when I was checking the stats for the show. Uh, people in Switzerland are listening. People in Spain are listening, and soon to be Brazil. We have gone global, people. So that is that's awesome. Um, so we're going to keep doing it, and I want to thank those people who listened out there. You know who you are. And, um, you know, spread the word, guys. Let Just let everybody know that this is a cool podcast that's fun. And, uh, you know, I try to make it entertaining for you every week. And um, so don't forget, follow me on social media. The show has a an Instagram account. It's Voice of the Spartans podcast. Um, excuse me. Voice of the Spartans underscore podcast on Instagram. You can also follow me on um, social media, on my personal pages, on Voice of the Spartans um, podcast. Also on, um, not that, <laughs> live radio, here we go. It's uh, no, my personal pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So uh, check that out, and we, we thank you so much for it. Uh, be sure to tune in next week. I did want to let y'all know that this has been a presentation of Taylor Productions in association with AO Studios right here at 8333 Towers. Thanks so much for listening, y'all. Don't forget to like us on our listening platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor.fm. Also on social media, spread the word. Get it out. We're going global. (laughs) Stay tuned for next week when we will present Lucky Episode 7. You've been listening to the Voice of the Spartans podcast. My name is Will Taylor. See you all next week. Later.